All right, everybody, welcome back to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. Uh, well, <laughs> I wish uh, we wish we had better news to talk about, but the Pittsburgh Steelers are one and three um, since uh, since that opening uh, win in Buffalo, which everybody is still scratching their heads over how in the hell we did that. Um, we've lost three straight, including two at home. And then, uh, on the road, uh, last week in green Bay, there may have been a few little wrinkles, uh, or something like that, um, to, uh, uh, maybe look forward to, I don't know, but, uh, it was still a loss and now we return home for two straight before we head into the bye. So, um, Joining me uh, as usual is uh, Ian, and uh, I, 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 Ian, I'm not sure wh- which one of the children is uh, uh, begging for a snack right now. Uh, that would be Malcolm, who's our three-year-old. He uh, did not nap today, and then fell asleep Ooh. at like eight o'clock, and then woke up uh, like ten minutes ago, like right before we started recording, and decided he wanted a snack. So yeah, so Malcolm is ready to party. There's no Malcolm two ways is, about Malcolm that. Malcolm is ready to roll, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's gonna be a fun night, but that's all good. So you know you, you really tried to put lipstick on the pig of that Steelers loss. I mean, you know I, I tried it was it, it was it, it was ugly. I mean you know yes the blocked field goal return would have been a huge swing i mean that was a 10 point swing we lost by 10 points but you know in the past when we've had a good team we've been able to overcome those things and this is not a good team and we're not able to overcome those things so it just is what it is at this point i mean i think it's been pretty well established that joe hayden was not offsides um but you know sometimes you got to beat the officials too and and you know We've we've done it in the past where we had to beat the officials and have been able to do it. Just couldn't do it this time. Do you think part of the frustration was the fact that the official did not throw the flag until after the kick was blocked? It, it very well might have been. I mean, there, I think there was a lot of frustration all yeah. around. And, you know, looking from the replays, too, it, it looked like, you know, if you remember that San Diego game from, from a few years ago, yep. or maybe they were Los Angeles at that point, but we, like, there were three or four field goals at, at the end of the game because we kept getting offsides penalties. Yes. And one of them we blocked, one of them they missed. But like in that game, the center was like rolling the ball in his hands back and forth before yep. he snapped it. Yep. And that was kind of drawing us offsides. And that was our argument. That was like, hey, he's like false starting and flinching, you know. Yep. This Can't time the, the center didn't roll the ball, but it was like he lifted it off the ground and then snapped it so like Mm -hmm. he was in the motion of snapping it you know when our guys were moving so yeah so i think that was some of the confusion on twitter too that you had people saying like look the ball's still in the center's hands and your guys are across the line it's like yeah but he had started the snapping motion our guys just got a great jump on it there is such a thing as timing the snap i I mean we used to see troy palomalo do it as better as better than anybody yeah um and and you know there there's there are different ways to long snap and yeah. and some guys are very very good at just cleanly taking the ball off the ground and just snapping it. Mm-hmm. Others they have kind of what I would almost call a false step where they they almost lift it up and then snap it. Mm-hmm. And to me that's what their center was doing. Yeah. And and when yeah. when I saw that initial motion I'm like hey that's the start of the snap you go. And yeah. I. 
I mean, you know, uh, as we know, we'll, I'm sure if we haven't already gotten the apology from the league, sorry, we blew that one. If if at all, we probably won't even get it. But probably not. Um, probably yeah, not. it was a frustrating play, like you said. That's a ten point yeah. swing, um, and and you know, I'm I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form that would have meant that we would have won that game, but. Man, what a huge difference from and it was from, a it was a momentum changer too because not only did they get that field goal, but then they got the ball after halftime and came exactly. out and scored another touchdown. So yep. you know there was it was you know if we go into the half with that momentum of, of having the lead, you know maybe they still come out and score a touchdown, but it it, it changes the complexion of the game, oh, and it changes the momentum, and and yeah, but big time, you know we're we're just we're at this point we're not good enough to overcome mm-hmm. a bad call. And we're not good enough to, I mean, we're almost at the point where we were in 2019 when like friggin' duck was starting that like, we're not good enough with our base offense to win games that we need scores from either defense or special teams to win a game, um, which is unfortunate. And, you know, I hope it doesn't stay that way. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's, it's not a good spot to be in. Um, but that being said, at, at one and three, you know, we do have an opportunity this week that if we win, we're not that far out of it, right? That, you know, um, if we get back to two and three, you can look forward in a 17 game schedule and say there's a yeah. lot of things that can happen. You know, the complexion that we talk about all the time, the complexion of the league changes every three to four weeks. So we got yeah. through the first four yeah. weeks, but, um, you know, we were one and three, but, you know, things can happen injuries happen guys get healthy we had a lot of injuries that first quarter of the season so we'll see what happens you know um arizona's lighting it up right now but you know can they maintain the teams that light it up the beginning aren't always the teams that win at the end and i'm and at this point we're not nowhere near good enough to win at the end but i mean look at a team like kansas city that's also one and three and you know they're not pushing the panic button yet uh but they're a lot better than they're two and two aren't they Or, or are they I think they're two and two. Maybe they are two and yeah, two. Yeah, because they won last week against Philly and they won oh, the first that's week right. against yeah. Philly. Yeah, they're, they're, they're two, two and two. two. Okay. But but they your were, point remains though, because they, they, they were, were yeah. They were one and two like we were. They just yeah. Right. But they're, yeah, they're in they're in last place also, though, staring up at the you know, who would have thought Crazy. the the Steelers and it. Chiefs in last place and unbelievable. You know, the Bengals in first place now, but it is what it is. Um so yeah. so yeah, and you know, watching this Thursday night game, uh Matt Stafford's getting his hand taped up because, uh, you know, he, he got hit on it. So, you know, the Rams have been really good this year, but if, if they got to go with someone other than Stafford, it's, there's a big question mark there. Yeah. You're right. So, yeah. That is that is absolutely all it takes. And uh, just a reminder, you're listening to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. They serve Broward and the Southern Palm Beach counties, whether it is commercial, industrial, residential, or condos. Contact Deck Roofing today by visiting deckroofing.com. He is patiently waiting to come in, so I'm going to bring in Mr. Ryan Scarpino uh, into the show. Ryan is a a longtime guest of the show. He is a former uh, public relations man with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I know he's got a lot to say. Uh, he, he's got a lot to say. Um, and we are glad to to give him the avenue with which to say it. So, uh, Ryan, welcome back to the show. How are you tonight? As Jim Nance would say, hello, friends. Uh, we are good. <laughs> Everything's good. It's been a long, long week. Uh, yes, obviously, with, obviously, with Sunday, 
Uh, the Stones were in town Monday night. Got to see them. I think it's uh, official. I think it's official now where we can say that they'll never tour again. Um, <laughs> I know I've been saying that for probably 15 years, but it was an awesome show. But it has been a long week. Lots of ups and downs. Yeah. Uh, ben has general soreness. Uh, Don't we yeah. all? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, hey, I saw the Stones in, I think, 93 or 94, and I thought that was it. So I, I'd never say never with those guys, man. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, glad you got to go to that because it, it, seeing the Rolling Stones is something everybody should do at least once in life uh, in concert. It's, it's just that awesome. Um, so let, let me get right to it here. Before we get to it, though, hold on. Look at, look at Ryan coming in strong with a Fender Stratocaster in the background. Hey, That's awesome. Listen, listen, all right? <laughs> you don't want to hear it, but it's there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Van Eddie Eddie Van Halen died a year ago a year ago yesterday yesterday it's, it's, I know time, it. time is time is crazy but um that's that's my pride and joy uh nice. Stevie Ray Vaughan pun uh but yeah. that's a 57 strat it's a 50th that's anniversary terrific. um but yeah I think I'm a terrible towel we're good to go yeah. love it love it uh and more importantly what's everybody drinking tonight because I haven't covered that yet either I, uh, I I'm drinking power aid. Power aid. <laughs> well, uh, we'll just pretend there's vodka in it. Uh, Ian, what do you got tonight? I've got a Penn Brewery Oktoberfest. Very mm. nice. And I, I, I refuse to pull out my Terry Bradshaw bourbon until we win. Um, so I'm just going with the Yingling Light tonight, and uh, that that's it. That, that, that's just it. I'm sticking with it. Um, Ryan, you've you've been in the the facility when the Steelers have been up and you've been in that facility when they've been down. Um, what, what's what's the general feeling going on in there right now? You've lost three straight, two of which were at home. Uh, there's there's a lot of people looking at each other right now, a lot, a lot of fingers pointing, you know, well, this has got to get better, that's got to get better. I mean, what, what, what's going on inside that organization? Yeah, you know, I, I lived through the 2013 season. Uh, where it was 0-4 and, and then 2-6, and six, so two times, <laughs> yeah. four games under 500. Um, I will say that the mood in the building, you can, you can tell it's different, right? You don't want to be, right. you know, talking a little too loud. You don't want to be doing, you know, Troy Polamalu impressions or <laughs> whatever, right. Other, right. whatever other, you know, jokes you'd make. Or, you know, you just want to be, you know, cognizant that, you know, the team is losing, you know, you don't want to be an extra, you know, distraction or anything like that. But I remember that whole season, you know, whether it was 0-4 or 2-6, and 6, at no point did, like, Coach Tomlin, like, change. So, mm-hmm. you know, when he's talking, you know, what he does is his press conferences and he talks yeah, post-game yeah. and he says, you know, we're not going to blink. Um, you know, we're not going to change what we're doing drastically. There might be, you know, some nuances that we change. He's He's right. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. that whole season, and again, like you, you don't want to be, you know, obviously you don't want Art or Kevin or coach to hear you, you know, not working as hard as you can, even though we have nothing to do with the football team. Right. But, you know, you're aware of that. But uh, again, the mentality didn't change. And and I know I know. Uh, I, first of all, Twitter is not a real place, <laughs> but <laughs> but, you know, I'm referencing it because it's probably the platform that we use the most. It is. Um. And, you know, people bash whoever they want to bash. But, you know, when 
you know, coach says that we're not going to drastically change what we're doing. You know, the easy, you know, the easy joke is, well, you better change. You know, you suck, you this and that. But I, but I think that, you know, coach, coach T is the right guy to lead the, to, to write the ship Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to lead the charge. Um, so you might think that they're down, but they're not. And he is the reason why they're not. He is a motivator. Um, he knows how to 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 get the best from each of his players, and I know that might sound silly right now because there's a lot struggling. Yeah. Um, but that type of attitude is very very good because in 2013 he had a lot of veteran leaders to rely on. Mm-hmm. Now he's mm-hmm. got a lot of young guys. It's it's a little bit different. But having that s- sort of steady presence um, that we're not going to blink. Um, I think that's the right approach, and and I guarantee you that that's the that's that's what they're that's what they're doing right now. Yeah, and and I, and I think that's good to hear, and I think more fans need to hear that um, because you referenced Twitter, which I, I think your statement that it's not a real place might be one of the great gems of all time that needs to be stitched and put somewhere um, because it's true, and and that's what happened. People are just panicking. Everybody's everybody's just you know Tomlin's got to go and Ben's got to go and all that you know things are not good right now, but that doesn't mean they can't get better. Um, you know, and, and Ian, we, we talked a little bit about before Ryan came on that, that there were like these little wrinkles that, that we saw that a little bit of things were better on Sunday against green Bay. What were those things and, and can they keep improving? Uh, I'd say the, the run blocking was significantly better. Um, they, I don't think they had any holding penalties, which, you know, the game before against Cincinnati, it seemed like every time Najee had a good play, there was laundry on the field. And this time Najee had a couple good runs again. And I mean, dude, that kid, he's playing his heart out. I mean, he's trying as hard as he can. And I feel like, you know, that he's just like, he's, he's a Lamborghini surrounded by Geo Metros on the offensive line. <laughs> like he's just, he's trying the best that he can. And, you know, he's a, he, he's a, a, a all-star caliber player who's just surrounded by like guys who, and, and like we've talked about before, it's not the same guys. Like it's, they keep messing up plays, but it's not always the same guy. Right. One play it's Dotson, one play it's green, one play it's more, one play it's Turner. And it's just, you know, football is that ultimate team game where you know 10 out of 11 guys can do their assignments perfectly but if one guy screws up everybody thinks you team you failed so it's you know it's the run blocking was better but then Mm -hmm. once they got behind it's like well you know you can't really run the ball anymore so um you know your your running game only works when you can use it effectively situationally um and you know ben ben was bad and, and and Ben being bad wasn't just, you know, it was it was across the board. It wasn't just him throwing bad balls. It was his mechanics. Um, I, you know, I was listening to Max Starks on the radio this week talking about how, you know, Ben might be dipping his elbow a little more because his lower body mechanics are so off that, you know, with his his footwork and his if his hips hurting him, if you know, if yeah. his lower body's off, he's dipping his elbow to try and get more oomph on his throw um to to keep up the ball speed but it's just you know everything seems off with ben right now and he's making bad reads too um you know even the 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 one i actually will give him a, a slight pass on is the fourth down play to Najee, um because 
once again, credit to Max Starks on the radio. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's a guy who's been in the building, been in the room, knows what's going on. But, you know, he said, hey, look, they were trying to run a smash concept there with, you know, Eric Ebron kind of running a, a, an outpost and then Juju running a little hook underneath it. But yeah. Juju ran into the back of Ebron and Ebron tripped and fell down. And so, you know, looking to that side, Ben's first read is Ebron. Okay, he's on the ground. His second read is Juju. There's two guys covering him. So his third read then is Najee on the swing pass. And that's kind of where he had to go with it. Um, and everyone wanted to roast him for not going to Fryermuth on the backside. But, like, that's your fourth look on that play. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's true. On, on a fourth and four, you know, with, with how bad the offensive line is, you know, the clock in his head's probably screaming, okay, one, two, three, we got to get this ball out. So I'll give him a slight pass on that one. Slight. Um, we, we, we heard a lot of the guys this week, uh, Ryan, you know, from coach T and Ben spoke, I think on, um, yesterday morning he talked and, uh, I mean, if, if anybody can sometimes, you know, decode or decipher what coach Tomlin or what Ben is saying, I, I would think, you know, you, you would be right at, you know, up the top of the list. Cause you, you've seen it before. I, I mean, do we have any reason to, to doubt what these guys are saying? I, I mean, um, you know, you talked about staying the course and, and we're not changing. We're not going to blink. Um, are, are, are there any things that you see from these guys and you're, you scratch your head at all? Again, oddly enough, They don't look good, but Mm -hmm. there are signs. And I think that the offense has had its moments individually and collectively, but it's also looked bad, right? So even, you know, a a positive, I think, from the Green Bay game is they didn't have Chase Claypool, and Juju was wide open twice uh, for, like, uh, yeah, touchdowns, I would would say, right? Yeah. It's not – I am not a Ben hater. I'm not anti-Ben. He is mm-hmm. definitely struggling. He's definitely struggling. Yeah. Um, but he did, to be fair, he did say there would be growing pains. Um, I just think that football's a game of inches, whatever cliche you want to say, but those yep. types of plays you have to make, mm-hmm. especially when you're struggling. You know. Is it as bad as the 2019 Duck days? It's it right now. I don't know. It might be, but I'd rather have Ben in there than Duck. I think we all yeah. can, we can oh, say yeah. that. But if they can, if they make one more play, mm-hmm. that's a totally different game. It really yeah. is. And I'm not even talking whether whether I think or you think or Joe Hayden thinks or Mika thinks that their offsides is irrelevant, it's what the yep. official thinks, which Absolutely. is unfortunate. Yeah. But if that play to Juju, that first one, is just timed up a little bit better, or even that second one, it's a whole different game. Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't ever want to look at one play, but there were two that definitely could have changed the course. So I think I don't want to say they're there, but I think they have improved. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I would hope to see some more of that this weekend that ends right. up in a win. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of people that feel that, that this is a game that we are, how should I say that we have a very good chance of winning, uh, you know, Denver's three and one, they've beaten the jets. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else they've beaten Jacksonville, Jacksonville. you know, so it, it's not like they've, been world beaters and they were handled pretty well by the Ravens last week. 
Um, so I, I just, and plus they're banged up too. And I just, I get the feeling that a lot of people think, Hey, if this team is going to start getting things turned around, then it's going to happen this week. Um, you know, Ian, what we talked a little offensive line, Ben, I, I mean, what about defensively? Because I, I don't know that the defense is necessarily playing great, but I don't know that they're playing as bad as a lot of people think either, because when you look at a lot of the statistics, they're doing pretty good. They're, they held Aaron Rodgers to a very low percentage, completion percentage. They held Joe Burrow under 200 yards passing. I, I mean, what what should we look for this week from the defense? Yeah, um, the the Giants were the other team they beat, just for the record. Mm-hmm. So the, the teams that they've beaten this year are a combined 2 and 10. So yeah. just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, defensively, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater uh, – is is a pretty accurate passer and you know he he gets called a game manager and stuff but he was actually pushing the ball down the field a little bit i mean they've got a couple mm-hmm. good receivers with jerry yes, Judy and tim patrick and um you know a, a, a good running back in melvin gordon who tore us up last year when we played them and you know we credited mike munchak a lot with that that you know hey he schemed that up for those cutback runs and things like that that's right um the, you know, the the big difference last year was they came in with Drew Locke and then Drew Locke got hurt and had to bring in a backup. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this year, Locke is the backup and they've got Bridgewater starting, although he's concussed. And, uh, you know, Tomlin said right. they're going to prepare as if Bridgewater is going to play. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm almost at the point where I feel like if Bridgewater plays, I don't know if we win. Like, I think if Bridgewater plays, we lose. But if Locke plays, I think we win. Um, <laughs> that, like, you know, I, I just think Bridgewater doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, he he pushes the ball down the field. He finds open guys. But, like, you know, he's he's a pretty – he's a he's a middle-of-the-road quarterback. Like, mm-hmm. he's not going to go out and win you a bunch of games on his own, but he's not going to lose them for you either. And I just – I don't know if we're at the point where we can overcome enough of that um, – you know, and their defense is really good. And that's the thing. Yeah, it it's is. like, you know, you got Very Von good. Miller, you've got some other dudes on that defense who are just beasts going up against our offensive line. So, um, you know, even if, if Bridgewater puts 20 points on the board, that might be enough to beat us. So, um, you know, whereas Locke's a turnover machine um, and Bridgewater <laughs> isn't, is, is the big difference to me is Locke will turn the ball over and Bridgewater yeah. probably won't. So, um, you know, but, but you asked about our defense and what we can do, um, you know, Cam Sutton potentially being injured is a, a big deal because they yeah, used him to match up on a lot of top guys this year. I mean, they were having him kind of shadow Darren Waller against the um, Raiders. They were having him uh, shadow Devontae Adams some of the time against the Packers. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, Sutton's been a big, big, uh, you know, part of this defense this year. Um, Minka's had some really close chances. Um, mm-hmm. He needs to catch the ball. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. you know, I'm a, and I'm a big Minka fan. You've known this sure, about me. Sure. I'm a big Minka fan, but he just you know, there have been a couple plays where I'm like, okay, last year he made that play. You know, a um, couple balls that like fell through his arms to the turf or, or things like that that he's just like a, a hair off on. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Ryan said, it's a game of inches, and yeah, you know, is. having having T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith back made a big difference last week but you could tell they weren't even fully healthy either no, so no. Um, you know getting those guys back potentially getting stefan to it back at some point this year um you know hopefully you know reports where he was in the building this week practicing so we'll see when he's able to come off the pup list um having having uh you know 
Devin Bush continuing to work his way back from his ACL injury. Remember, mm-hmm. we're not even we're not even a full year removed from that yet. That he's it's you true. Know, out there on the field, kind of still working his way back. Um, Joe Schobert's been pretty good, um, but it's just yeah, the, the guys have to go out and make plays and get turnovers. Is that's the big thing? Is we're just we're not we're not getting the turnovers we were getting in years past either. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and, you know, we can all remember the years when we weren't getting any turnovers at all. And it was, it was like, it was like being in a desert and you, you couldn't find water. And then all of a sudden we got into the years where we were, we're getting them every game. And, and now it, it feels like if it weren't for Watt stripping the ball every once in a while, you know, it might be that bad, but um, Ryan, have you heard anything about Stefan to it? Do, do you hear anything there that, that, you know, that when he's coming back, will we see him this year? Any of that stuff? You know, I, I don't know. Um, I, Ian, I'm not, I didn't hear that he was in the building. I, I, if I, apologies, I, I did not hear that. I don't know. Um, I don't really know any inside information. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but from what, from what hit, you know, his, his teammates and coaches, not coach Tomlin, but usually, usually, Coach Butler lets something slip every once in a while. Yes, he does. From what from from what they from from what he said and what others have said, um, sounds like it's. And then I believe Jerry Dulac for the Post Gazette also had said that he's dealing with something undisclosed. So, right. You know, I don't want to speculate what that is. Obviously, you know, he had a uh, you know unfortunate and tragic situation happen with his mm-hmm. brother in, mm-hmm. in the summer, uh, which you know obviously, you know is heartbreaking and you know i don't i don't want to speculate if that's what it is but i could say that if that happened to me i am sure i would i would obviously need time um so i I don't know uh, if we'll see stefan to it this year i but um i hopefully we do as long as he's obviously you know a healthy physically and uh, a healthy mentally because i i think his his mind is the most important thing at this time do you do you think Ryan? Uh, do you think they'll stay with Joe Hague at right tackle? Uh, Chooks practiced so far both days this week, coming off the concussion last week. Uh, I mean, what, what do you think? Think they stick with Hague? Ah, Banner's been practicing. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he he did. I think today he said um, that. I think he said he wants to play on Sunday. I don't know if that means he's he's allowed. He, he, um, I think he said I had a great practice today and looking forward. You know, he yeah. There, so there's another there's another guy coming off an ACL um, yeah. that we that we actually thought was going to be ready for this game one, um, yep. and it didn't happen. Um, you know, I think the you know I, you know players players coaches trainers etc. You know, they're always going to make sure that they're putting people in positions to succeed and, and, and making sure that, mm-hmm. you know, banner isn't, I don't say overused, but you know, he, he, they, he needs to prove that he can, he can Definitely. handle certain, you know, game yep. action, not just practice action. So, you know, I, to at right tackle, I do think Zach banner is the best mm-hmm. option, um, yeah. but you don't want to rush him back if he's not ready. So if it is Joe Haig, <laughs> yeah i mean I, I, listen, they're they're trying and that's the other thing too Absolutely. like these guys these guys don't fail on purpose like those <laughs> those, those guys point. put in all the effort all the work very rarely did i ever see like a lazy player during my time there you know these guys are in there day in day out early watching film 
you know, talking to their teammates, you know, talking to their coaches and, and you know, even head coaches. So mm-hmm. you know, these guys don't want to fail. But that being said, every <laughs> they've had their moments, but yeah, you don't want to get Ben hit any more than he already has. <laughs> so, you know, you hope those problems are rectified because yeah, there's there's obvious trust issues, I would mm-hmm. say. Ben mm-hmm. doesn't seem ever seem comfortable. So no. the quicker they can they can rectify the issues on protection, both in the run and the pass, I think Ben will get a little bit more comfortable and won't look as awkward and Agreed. uncomfortable as he has what he's making throws. Ian, do you think he's a little gun shy right now? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and just the the source on the Stefan Tuit thing was uh, an interview with Chris Warmly. So, um, oh, that's right. That was okay. that was the the source on the uh, Tuit thing. So it wasn't reported by any of the beat reporters or anything. Warmly just mentioned in an interview. So okay. um, that was where I saw that. But at any rate, cool. um, about Ben, um, I think he is a little gun shy. Um, you know, I think. Uh, there was someone who posted some some old Ben highlights on Twitter this past week, you know, saying, hey, let's remember the good times, all the stuff he's given us. And it's true. But like, mm-hmm. you know, watching those highlights, all those highlights, Ben stands in there under fire and takes a hit to make a throw. And yeah. I think he is a little gun shy right now um, of just, you know, standing in there and taking hits because at his age, it takes longer to recover. And I, I think it's going through his head that, hey, you know, one of these hits might be the last throw I ever make. So, you know, he's trying to get the ball out quicker so he doesn't have to take those hits, especially behind this offensive line. Is it is it fair to say, um, and, and Ryan, I'll ask you this first, did, did Colbert and Tomlin just have way too much faith in this offensive line? Just did, did they gamble too much that it was going to be able to come together as young as it was? That's, I mean, that's a great question. Um, I, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily think they thought that it was going to be grand, mm-hmm. but I do think that there maybe was a little bit too much hype from the fan base and i get why yeah before the season started they already had questions about ben they already had questions about the o-line and steelers steelers nation's very prideful (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. and and they're like no we're gonna we're gonna win the north and you know every time someone would compliment the browns they would be like oh well you know they only beat us once in the last couple years and (laughs) and i and and i think that sometimes that arrogance is a fan base and all fan bases are like this, but I think sometimes that, that, that arrogance um, that the fans show sometimes that projects on the higher ups at the Steelers. Um, And I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that they act that way. I'm saying that once it all starts moving, it's easily to say, well, they probably thought the same thing. They thought yeah. that we were going to be good too. Well, I mean, who doesn't think their team is going to be good? But yeah. that being said, um, they're never. They would never publicly admit that, obviously, for, no, for many no. reasons. But right. I, I don't think I don't think that they knew what they had in Ben at least mm-hmm. until they saw what was unfolding. So because yeah. you can't you you don't know until you're in a game, right? Everybody, everybody looks good. Well, not everybody, but but yeah. you can't tell until you know how do how do you know what you have with Ben until you actually see him in a game? 
Yeah, Ian, I'll ask you that same question. Did 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 Colbert and Tomlin just really kind of? I don't want to. I don't want to say they aired. I don't want to say they gambled. I, I just they did, gambled. Did, it was a gamble. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and I think I think what the gamble was. <laughs> no, I, think, no, I, I should have said gambled because I said it yeah. all last week. So I, I think I think what the gamble was to put it in full perspective was that they thought the defense would be good enough mm-hmm. to carry them through the first half of the season while a young offensive line found their consistency and that I think they looked at, you know, Ben's last two games from last year, you know, mm-hmm. were the playoff game against the Browns where he threw for, what was it like f- almost 500 yards or five, uh, 400 Six, plus. It was like a throws. Yeah. yeah. Like an, an, an NFL record for a playoff game. And then the Indianapolis game, the second half of that, where he pushed the ball down the field and and brought us back and said, mm-hmm. okay, these last six quarters, you know, and, and we've talked about it a lot on the show that the second half of last season, after Ben injured his knee in Dallas, yep. like if they hadn't been undefeated, he may have taken a week or two off to rehab and get better, but they were undefeated and they wanted to keep it going. And, and it is what it is. And, you know, that was really when the, the dink and nug stuff started to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you look at those last six cores and say, okay, we've got a quarterback who can still push the ball down the field and is good enough to read defenses. We've got wide receivers in Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster who can make plays with the ball in their hands and, you know, extend things that even if we have right. to throw it short, they can get yards after the catch. And, you know, we're going to draft a running back that can actually see the holes properly and hit them because that was one of the problems last year, too, was that, you know, running backs were just missing the holes. Benny mm-hmm. Snell did it all the friggin time. Yeah. Um, so uh, so so you put all that together and you say, OK, the gamble is. We're going to we know we have to transition the offensive line, and I don't think that, you know, after last season, they they probably never thought that David DeCastro would be gone. This I think that's something that gets forgotten a lot. You know, they yeah. thought DeCastro would be here, but he had a, a deteriorating ankle condition that yep. needed multiple surgeries. Um, you know, they, they invested mid round picks in a center who they expected to start. Okay. Maybe it's a little late, but okay. Um, and then a tackle who was not expected to start, but now is your starting left tackle just because of other injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, it, it was a, it was a gamble, but the gamble was they thought everything else would be good enough yeah, to carry them while this young offensive line gelled together a little bit. But then, you know, DeCastro left, they had to sign Trey Turner, who wasn't great last year anyways, and has been hit and miss this year. Yep. Um, you know, and, and we talked about this last week that they've got Kendrick Green making the calls on the offensive line and like calling out the protections, not Trey Turner, the veteran. Kendrick Green, the third round rookie who they drafted, mm-hmm. who'd mm-hmm. only played center like what six games, seven games in his Four college career. In his career at Illinois. Four, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it was uh yeah. So there's some transition there happening. And and maybe some of it is they're trying to also set things up for whoever the next quarterback is that mm-hmm. yeah, the line stinks this year, but if some of them start to gel together, maybe you've got that good line in place for the future, like you had for years with, you know, Pouncey, DeCastro, Foster, all those guys that you had in front of Ben. So there's some planning for the future, which you have to do for an offensive line. But yeah, there's absolutely. also that 
all the rest of that gamble didn't pan out, right? Stefan Tuick got hurt. Tyson Alulu got hurt. Devin Bush is still working his way back. TJ Watt got hurt. Alex Highsmith got hurt. Joe Hayden's already missed a game. Um, mm-hmm. Cam Sutton's hurt now. We'll see. He hasn't practiced. A lot all of things went happens. wrong. Yep. Um, you know, the wide receivers aren't getting any yards after the catch. Eric Ebron couldn't catch a cold if, you know, he was in a room full of sick kindergartners. Um, it's... <laughs> It's just like you know. Never heard and, that one before. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's good. And, and and so you know, like all these all these gambles that they made, thinking, okay, all this stuff will be good enough mm-hmm. for the line to give the line time to gel. I think they knew the line was going to need time, but it's just, just the line being other, bad has yeah. exacerbated all these other things. Yeah, and, and I think I think that's fair, and and I. And I, but it's not uncommon. I think every team mm-hmm. gambles in that right. Um, no, that's a good point. I mean, because I mean, a lot of it's luck. You know, how many te- how many teams can or how many players can you lose during the season and still be competitive or have enough to win it all? But um, you you are right that it ha- that it definitely hasn't broken their way um, if that's what they thought. Um, and I, I, I you know I want to plug this real quick because I've been thinking about it all day, but. You know, I I mentioned why would Ben want to come back today? I tweeted it if mm-hmm. he had those conversations with the higher ups, um, and said, "Hey, listen, I want to come back. Uh, I'm willing to compromise, but when push comes to shove, I got to be me, right? Yeah. Um, and if the higher ups said, "Okay, Ben, that's cool. We'll compromise." Um, and then you know, if you need to draw up plays in the dirt <laughs> to get us a win, whatever. Um, but if he had that same conversation and the higher up said, no, absolutely not. You're doing what we're doing and that's just the way it is. Then why would he want to come back? So, you know, I, I, so when, you know, someone like Charlie Batch, who I greatly respect says that Ben really doesn't have the, you know, opportunity to check out of a play because he would never run this play knowing that it's zone. And I find it hard to believe Mm -hmm. that Ben Roethlisberger doesn't, doesn't know how to read a defense anymore, uh, but also <laughs> right, I find it hard to believe right. that he can't check out of a play. That's just me. Well, no, I, I, I'm with you on that hundred percent. I, I think the question you raise about what were the conversations about him coming back and, and what would, uh, uh, what would he have to do? What would he have to agree to do? And then, you know, the point that, that Charlie Batch made that, that you just talked about. I, I mean, yeah, something just seems weird, amiss, whatever you want to call it. But, um, I, I, Ryan, I, I do have another question for you. I'm going to put you on the spot right after I hit our uh, uh, corporate sponsors, uh, DraftKings here. And, and to and, Ryan's uh, point, too, just real quick before yeah. you do that, Mark. Um, you know, like Seattle for years has not been able to find an offensive line in front of Russell Wilson. So Ryan's point about, like, you know, we're not the mm-hmm. only team that struggled to find a line is a great point that like it's, it's oh, other no. teams too. Yeah. No, it's no, it's a very true thing. And, and, and uh, anyway, um, as many of you know, we are uh, part of uh, the pigskin podcast network and uh, DraftKings is uh, our huge corporate sponsor there with them. And, you know, just, just a reminder on a couple of little things here right now, if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, uh, use promo code TPPN, Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets. If either team scores a point, that's promo code TPP. 
ESPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And of course, you must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Okay. Um, so definitely check them out if you haven't done it already. I, I like to spend a few bucks every now and then. I, I admit it, but I'll just leave it at that. Um, okay. So here, here's a question I'm gonna I'm gonna pose to you, Ryan, and and I'm gonna I'm really putting you on the spot here. Um, the Steelers lose the next two. They're one and six. Uh, ben doesn't play well. Does Mike Tomlin even consider sitting him down? <sighs> um, I will. I will say that earlier this week, Ike Taylor, uh, on one of on one of uh, his shows, mm-hmm. he mentioned that here's what's going to happen: they're going to use the injuries as an excuse. Um, oh, sure, sure, yep. So. There, my, I don't think I don't think it's going to happen mm-hmm. now. I don't think it's going to happen now, and I don't even think because I look at it this way: even if they lose the next two, mm-hmm. it's one and five. Yeah, one and five. I'm sorry. Yep. At Cleveland, who knows? But then yep. they got the Bears and the Lions at home. That's true. So there, so there's a chance. And then if they split these two games, mm-hmm. lose to Cleveland. But beat the NFC North at home. They're yep. five and four after nine games. You know, which any I, of us would take at that point. At which, point. yes, uh, you know, and I, 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 I don't, I, I don't see it happening now, and I don't mm-hmm. see it happening unless Ben is at, is hurt. Yeah, they will like, <laughs> like they will have to literally cart him off the field. Like I don't see it right. any other way. No, I, um, I, I, I don't either. And and I think that I think obviously there's room for improvement, um, but he just he doesn't look comfortable no. from you know he doesn't look comfortable in anything that he's doing. It's it's literally hike one step and throw, and yep. and and it's not fooling anyone anymore. Um, I mean, obviously they had that long play to Deontay, and there was Joe you know, Juju was open a couple times, but mm-hmm. um, that you know that quick. You know that quick toss is not that's not getting what they need. Right, right. I, so. I, you know, I, I do believe he's banged up. I don't know how you take the hits and the punishment that he's taken in the first four weeks and not have some issues. I, I especially at thirty nine years old. Um, I, I, so I do buy that. But I, I've seen what you were talking about with Ike Taylor. Um, I, I've seen several you know, talking heads, if you will, make those comments about, you know, the, the injuries will be the reason if ultimately Tomlin has to make that decision. Um, I, you know, Ben, and you know, Ben better than I do. I, I get the feeling he won't really want to talk about the injury stuff if he ends up having to sit. And, and I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But, um, to me, it seems like he he's a couple of successful plays away from getting the, the the mojo back a little bit. You know, you almost get that sense that if one of those passes connected with Juju, um, he just you can see the frustration. You you know he's struggling uh, to a certain extent, but 
Um, I, I, I just maybe I'm just being optimistic. Maybe, maybe I just sense that, but I, I just get the feeling that a few good plays maybe will um, uh, get him going, get him relaxed a little bit, and, and, and go from there. Um, Ian, what uh, what is your concern level for Najee Harris and the amount of uh, touches he's seen so far through four games? Uh, I'm not concerned about Najee. Um, okay. You know, I mean, I think we all recognize that when we drafted a first round running back, that the mm-hmm. shelf life of running backs is relatively short, like six to seven years at yeah. most usually. Um, but they, I think they thought that getting a caliber running back of his, of his nature was, you know, one of the missing pieces that they needed to help take some of the pressure off Ben that you could have a running game. You could have those check down oh, passes yeah. work again, things like that. Um, and some of it swung sort of too far in that direction. Huh, swung, swung past. Huh. Um, yeah, <laughs> too much. Um, but uh, you know, I, I'm, I, running backs as a whole don't have a long shelf life. No. He's a he's a durable guy, but you know, when you take a running back anywhere in the draft, you're not looking for a guy who's going to be there for ten or fifteen years. It's, mm-hmm. it's six or seven at most. So you know, and, and Mike Tomlin traditionally has been a I'm going to run the wheels off a guy type yep. coach and it just is what it is um but no i'm i'm not concerned okay yeah um ryan i'd ask you the same question i mean this is pretty typical for tomlin to to use uh his top running back very exclusively uh i just i see the punishment that naji takes and i just i cringe that he's i i, I just don't <laughs> know if he's gonna make it for 17 weeks Every time that dude touches the ball even in the preseason i'm like please god let it be all right like yeah like, yeah especially in the preseason, but now like, I mean, anybody, I mean, anybody can get hurt on any play and sure. And, but like, I mean, this dude, this dude runs hard and he runs the contact and, mm-hmm. and he doesn't go down easily. So, no. you know, whether, whether he's, you know, catching the pass and he's got three guys trying to bring him down or, you know, he, you know, he's running and he's got six guys trying to bring him down. Like every time, like, that, that whistle doesn't blow <laughs> right in, in enough time. I'm just like, oh, I hope he's okay. Cause you know, I, and I hate to say it, but like, we're so like, we're so starved for a, a uh, and I'm, you know, James Conner was a good running back. He had yeah, his injuries, yeah. but, but we're just so hungry for like that, that game breaker, right. Yep. Because of last yep. year, because it was the run effort and run game was so poor. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, <laughs> I would like to see him not have 16 or how, however many targets it was in the right, Cincinnati yeah, game. I just, yeah. oh, man, like, I mean, if I had him in fantasy, I'd probably be like, yeah, keep throwing. Oh, it to of him. course. Love but that. I, I just, I mean, that's way too many for me. Yeah. I, I just, I think he needs, I think, and I think McFarland practiced today. Um, and, and this is just my opinion, but they need to get McFarland and Agreed. Snell involved more because I think Najee, you know, maybe he can only play 90% of the snaps instead of a hundred and it has nothing to do with his conditioning or anything. Mm-hmm. I just, mm-hmm. I just, the dude takes a beating. No, I'm, I'm right with you. Right with you. Um, Ian, uh, we're at that time, uh, uh, prediction time here. Uh, the Broncos come in three and one Steelers are one and three. Um, Broncos are pretty banged up too. Uh, they've got some injury issues. So we talked a little bit about Bridgewater and, uh, um, whether or not he's going to be able to go, uh, Drew Locke would then go if if uh, Bridgewater can't. What uh, what do you think unfolds this weekend? 
Oh boy. Um. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go against my my call of what I said before. Um, I'm gonna say Steelers twenty to seventeen. Yeah, I almost said seventeen sixteen because we're one point favorites. Just to hit it right on the Vegas line. Of course, but, why not? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go twenty to seventeen. 20 to 17. Okay. I like it. Uh, Scarps, what do you got, man? You, you feel good this weekend or are you still struggling? I am. What am I? Uh, I, I don't know. They, they should have beat the Bengals and Raiders and Raiders and Bengals at home. So I, I don't know. Um, it's going to be close either way. Yeah. Uh, I think that the, I, I, I think that the Broncos, uh, Williams and, and Gordon are going to be, uh, uh, a Man, tough I group to Williams stop. Too. Yep. Yeah, I yeah, I, you know, Cam Hayward today compared him to uh, Maurice Jones, Drew, and and you know both of those guys can, can run, and obviously, um, they're well coached, uh, you know, in all in all phases. And I know this is a long winded response, but no, you're fine. Um, That's what we're here for. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four points either way. Twenty four twenty. Yeah, I, I'm I'm almost right with you guys. Uh, I, I I was gonna go 22, 17, 23, 20, somewhere in that ballpark. I I think we find a way to do it. I don't know how. Um, I I think we're still gonna see struggles with the offense. I think we're gonna see some uh, questionable uh, things with the defense. But I I just have a feeling we're gonna be able to put things together this weekend and get it done. Um, uh, so yeah, anyway, I, I'm going to stop it right there. And, uh, any final comments from either of you two? Uh, we got to find a way to win at home, man. I mean, we were owing two at home. That's, yeah. that's awful. I, when's the last uh, time we lost three in a row at home? Who? I, I mean, off the top of my head, probably 2003, the six and 10 year. That's um, what but, I was getting at. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah, that might be it. I thought I saw a stat that said the Steelers haven't lost their first three games at home since the 80s. I want to say 86. Yeah. Don't quote yeah. me on that, That's, but it's mm-hmm. been a, a yeah. long time. I would go um, with that. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Ryan, thanks so much again for joining us tonight. Um, Anytime, on the podcast. guys. Yeah. And, yep, we, we love having you, man, and uh, uh, we will definitely be doing it again. But uh, for – uh, Love it. Yeah. Hey, you <laughs> will be back nine. on. You will be back on immediately if that's where we're Remember sitting. that. Uh, anyway, uh, this has been the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck. <laughs>